10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to 1% or less with him at His Heartline. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at the wheel. They are the host, and they are the ones that are rocking this ship, and they are steering us through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. But, again, as I always say, uh, depending on what version of the Bible you have, it says over 360 times, fear not. Because when we hand over our full, con- you know, our when we hand over full surrender of our life over to God and Christ and we say, okay, you know what, Lord, I trust you. And you'd be surprised exactly what he will do in your life. So welcome. Happy to have you here. It is, uh, wow. It's June 1st, 2022. It is Wednesday. So happy Wednesday. I hope everybody's having a good week thus far. Um, I just got done doing a bunch of yard work. I was mowing, I was fertilizing with organic fertilizer. I don't use that poison crap because I don't want my kid walking all over it and getting it absorbed in their skin. But uh, I was out there watering the garden and the garden's doing pretty well. I'm a little excited. I I was plant, I planted some stuff just out of the curiosity of seeing if it would, you know, something would come of it. So I got my garden beds that I have, you know, next to my shed and I have them fenced off so no rabbits can get to them and, and, you know, destroy them. Again, like I've said, this is my first year, growing anything but then outside of the uh, fence line I was just kind of curious because we have really sandy soil and so I was like well let's let's plant some potatoes and onions and asparagus and green beans and what else corn sweet corn and watermelon and I was thinking okay let's just see where it goes from here because again I, I don't know what to expect I just I just know that it needs a certain amount of sunlight and water so the corn is starting to pop up, which is kind of cool. I'm a little excited for that. So the sprouts seem to have come literally overnight. Um, the green beans are starting to pop through the ground. That's pretty cool. I know asparagus, I'm not going to see anything for about a couple seasons because I guess that's a very long-winded uh, crop. It takes at least a year and a half or two before you even yield anything. Um, so, yeah, I'm, like, super excited about it. Potatoes are doing excellent. The, the onions are growing. I mean, it's... Honestly, I, I just, you know, I thought it'd be a little bit more difficult than that, but I'm also tending to it every day and watering it, putting, you know, some input in there and making sure it's got, you know, nutrients in the soil. So it has food, you know, cause again, it's very sandy soil. There's not really a lot of sustenance and nutrients in the soil here cause it is a lot of sand, but anyway, so that's all pretty cool. So I just got done coming, you know, I just got done eating and was just spending all afternoon after work doing all of that. So Today, we're going to be reading out of the book of Jude. It's a very short book. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we are going to read verses 1 through 23. And it talks about the false teachers. And I read this earlier this morning, and I had to read it a few different times. And I was debating whether or not if I wanted to actually do this for the 1% or less with him. But like I always say, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a Bible, you know, I'm not a biblical scholar. I'm not an ordained priest or a minister or a pastor, and I don't have a degree in, you know, theology. I just, you know, I read it 
I do my best to comprehend it and to understand it. And there's some days where it just flies right over my head. So um, I'm not going to say today is one of those days where it's flying right over my head, but, you know, I'm trying to figure a way of, you know, what I want to add to it. Maybe I might not add anything to it. I don't know. But let's just get reading right here. Okay. So it talks about false teachers. Again, Book of Jude, starting with verse five, and it reads, I wish to remind you, although you know all things, that the Lord who once saved a people from the land of Egypt later destroyed those who did not believe. The angels, too, who did not keep to their own domain but deserted their proper dwelling, he has kept in internal, eternal chains in gloom for the judgment of the great day. Likewise, Sodom, Gomorrah, and the surrounding towns, which in the same manner as they indulged in sexual promiscuity and practiced unnatural vice, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire." Similarly, these dreamers, nevertheless, also defile the flesh, scorn leadership, and revile glorious beings. Yet the archangel Michael, when he argued with the devil in dispute over the body of Moses, did not venture to pronounce a reviling judgment upon him, but said, May the Lord rebuke you, but these people revile what they do not understand and are destroyed, but what they do by what they know by nature like irrational animals woe to them they followed the way of cain abandoned themselves to balaam's era for the sake of gain and perished in the rebellion of korah these are blemishes on your love feast as they carouse fearlessly fearlessly and look after themselves they are waterless clouds blown about by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead and uprooted. They are like the wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shameless deeds, wandering stars for whom the gloom of darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch of the seventh generation from Adam prophesied also about them when he said, Behold, the Lord has come with the countless holy ones to execute judgment on all and to convict everyone for all the godless deeds that they committed, and for all the harsh words godless sinners have uttered against him. These people are complainers, disgruntled ones who live by their desires, their mouths utter bombast that as they fawn over people to gain advantage. But you, beloved, remember the words spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. For they told you, in the last time there will be scoffers who will live according to their own godless desires. These are the ones who cause divisions. They live on the natural plane, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in the most holy faith, Pray in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, and wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. On those who waver, have mercy, save others by snatching them out of the fire. On others, have mercy with fear, abhorring even the outer garment stained by the flesh. And that is the end of the reading of verses 5 through 23. There's definitely quite a bit to unpack here. I'm not sure exactly what I will be able to add to it. I get it internally, but to add any more context to it, I don't know if I would actually do any justice or really do a good job at that. But what I have kind of taken away from this is because, you know, as we're listening, as we read through this, which again was about false teachers. And when I read through this, 
you know, these false teachers would be basically in the, my understanding, the fallen angels, right? The fallen angels that, that, you know, did well, very disgusting things. Like I said, you know, likewise, Sodom, Gomorrah and the surrounding towns, which in the same manner as they indulged in sexual promiscuity and practiced unnatural vice, and they served as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. You know, as we read this, and, and, and here's the other thing too, like it says, uh, where did I just see it? The angels too, who did not keep to their own domain, but deserted their proper dwelling. He has kept the in, in he has kept in eternal change in gloom for the judgment of the great day. You know, when people think of angels, people often think of all angels being all good. Not necessarily true. We got to remember Lucifer was an angel. He was the fallen angel, Satan, right? So just like Satan, you also have other fallen angels. And as I read it here where it says the angels too who did not keep in their own domain but deserted their proper dwelling. He has kept in eternal change and gloom and for the judgment of the great day. And so what that tells me is that they have basically been cast out of heaven. So now they're fallen, just like Lucifer. They're here on the physical plane that we call earth, right? And they, while they're here, they roam around the earth and they prey on people that are of the flesh to basically deceive them, right? And to get them in, in, involved in sexual promiscuity and get them involved in unnatural vices. Well, you know, what are we seeing starting with today, June 1st? I mean, this whole month is about Pride Month for crying out loud. I mean, we have one day that celebrates veterans, one day that's, you know, that celebrates and honors our fallen soldiers who lost their lives and gave that ultimate sacrifice. But yet we have one full month, one full month, of celebrating unnatural, basically abominations. I'm sorry, you could call me a, a, a bigot all you want. What do you need one month to celebrate your, your disgusting, you know, abominations of, you know, of, of messing around with the same sex and, and, you know, indulging in promiscuity with the same sex and, and unnatural vices? You know, why, why do you need a month for that, for your own sexual perversion? I'm just asking a very simple question. It shouldn't be very difficult for someone to answer that. That's gay. And listen, I know I've known quite a few gay people. I have nothing against gay people. What you do behind closed doors, that's your business. That's between you and God and whoever else you're doing it with. Again, but I will always say, if it ever involves children, we're going to have a different conversation and possibly we're going to have a millstone around your neck and you're going to be cast down at the bottom of the sea. This is the kind of nonsense that, that I'm kind of talking about here. It reads right here. They are waterless clouds blown about by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead and uprooted. They are like wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shameless deeds, wandering stars for whom the gloom of darkness have, has been reserved forever. Pretty shallow, empty, meaningless life, if you ask me. If this is all they live for.
But as you get to the bottom here, when I was reading this, where it says, starting with verse 17, but you, beloved, remember the words spoken beforehand by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, for they told you in the last time there will be scoffers who will live according to their own godless desires. We see a lot of that in this nation, for sure. We see a lot of that. We see it in the news. We see it with drag queen story times at schools for elementary kids. I mean, this is the kind of sick nonsense that this is a sick nonsense that the culture is pushing on our children and people at large in general. These are the ones, as it reads in verse 19, these are the ones who cause divisions. They live on the natural plane, devoid of the spirit, but you, beloved, Build yourselves up in the most holy faith, pray in the Holy Spirit, and keep yourselves in the love of God, and wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Nobody said this was going to be easy, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody said that, you know, as we were living, as we live in these times, with, again, these abominations that we're seeing in society and culture and drag queen story time, Nobody said it was going to be an easy path to deal with. I mean, this is why you need to take your kids out of the public schools. These are the, again, these are the same people that are so quiet when it comes to the topic of grooming. Like it says in verse 19, these are the ones who cause divisions. They live on the natural plane, devoid of the spirit, but you beloved build yourselves up in the most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, and wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. On those who waver, have mercy, and save others. This is important. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. Because there are definitely good people out there that I think that are still pretty lost. People that might be confused, but they didn't make a definite decision of, you know, how they were going to live their life. You know, it's very well possible that someone might be lost and going down the wrong path, but you can, people like you and I, we can snatch them out of the fire. Heck, I hope someone would snatch me out of the fire if I was confused, right? Seriously, I don't want to be engulfed by the eternal fire of Christ, you know, when he, when, when, when all the unrighteous and the evils and the abominations get scorched. I don't want to deal with that. So I would only hope that if I was lost in faith, that someone would snatch me up out of the fire and rescue me. And that's what we have to do going forward here, to going forward, starting with today, going forward. That's why his hardline exists. Okay? It's all about inviting Christ on an everyday basis into your heart. Remember, it's like I've always said. It's like when you invite a friend over to your house, right, to your dwelling. You invite them over, they hang out for a few hours, maybe they might spend the night, you know, whatever, if they live far away. But eventually they're going to leave, right? Unless you invite them to stay. Oh, no, stay longer, stay longer, right? Stay longer. Or come come again tomorrow, right? You Because you, otherwise that person, unless they're very, very rude and they don't really understand, you know, social, uh, you know, social cues and stuff like that, right? Just different things when it comes to that nature. They're, the, the, the average person is going to, the average man or woman is going to naturally leave because they don't want to overstay their welcome, right? You always hear that. I don't want to overstay my welcome, so I'm going to leave. No, 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 no. Please stay. Please stay, right? 
Well, it's the same thing with Christ. Christ doesn't want to overstay his welcome if we're not continuously inviting him back into our heart. So I'm always going to tell you every single day, always invite Christ in your heart. You may have it set in your mind that he's always invited there, but you know, you got to make the proclamation. Okay. You got to say it out there out loud in words, Christ, listen, man, today, please be in my heart. I invite you in my heart because as you know, you're the carpenter, you're the one that's, you know, that I need to, to renovate my life. Clearly, I still got a lot of fixing to do, and you have apparently all the tools that I need. So please be in my heart, be in my mind, be in my soul, and renovate me and make me new again. But we also have to play a part in rescuing people as well that are lost. So again, I'm going to read that again. Save others by snatching them out of the fire, and on others have mercy with fear, abhorring even the outer garment stained by the flesh. I know I said this would only go to verse 23, but there's only two more verses on the last paragraph. And I'm just going to read it real quick. To the one who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you unblemished and exultant in the presence of his glory, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority from ages past, now, and for ages to come. Amen. And so that, again, ladies and gentlemen, is the book of Jude. It's a very, very, very short book. It's actually the second to the last book in the Bible in the New Testament. It's right before Revelation. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's a very good book. I, you know, Like I said, I read it twice today. I was a little confused at what I was reading, but um, very interesting. I would encourage all of you to maybe do a little reading yourself. It might take you 10 minutes, if that, if you're a slow reader. So anyway, but so that's all I got. Um, like I said, I wasn't sure exactly how I was able to interpret this or if I even did a good job, even, you know, adding my own little summary to that. But that's, again, my own interpretation. This is my own, you know, um, how do I want to say it? this is my own um, just perception of what I've read. And like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar. I sometimes stumble upon the text because I have, you know, I read, I read it. And like I said, sometimes it just goes right over my head. And then I ask God, I'm like, God, what did I just read? Like, can you please tell me what I just read? Can you help me understand? Because I have no idea what I just read. (laughs) You ever get that? But anyways, it doesn't matter if you get it or not. The important thing is this. You spend 1% of your 24-hour day in prayer and read at least one chapter a day in the Bible. And if you can't read, come here. Come to hisheartline.com. Share it with friends or family members. Hisheartline.com. We'll read. It may not be a full chapter a day, but we will do a reading, and we will spend 15 minutes in reading and prayer. And that's all you need. And like I said, you do that on a daily basis, you will be amazed of exactly the kind of transformation that will occur in your life. I promise you, it has helped me personally, spiritually, mentally, and maritally. My marriage is thriving like none other. And I I attribute that success of my marriage to God and Christ. We are a God-centered home. We have Christ in our marriage. We cannot be successful in our marriage without Christ being at the center of it. And it's very important, ladies and gentlemen. We were the ones, we were that couple that we would have World War III, four, five, six through 28. Our marriage almost went to divorce literally probably about a dozen times. And I'm not exaggerating. 
We'd have screaming matches so loud that probably houses, four or five houses down, could probably hear it if you were staying out in your driveway. Not cool. It's not cool at all. But, but, I started digging into my Bible. I started asking Christ to work on me. Inviting him in, saying, God, you know, God, I can't do this without you. I'm a broken man. You know this. I know this. This is very obvious. I don't have the tools to fix me. You do. So I'm putting my hands up, and I'm handing my life over to the ultimate contractor that we know was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and God. And uh, I hope you don't charge too much, but I need fixing. <laughs> so there it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, again, share the podcast far and wide. Copy the link. You can copy the show link um, after you listen to it, wherever, right? You can paste it on social media, True Social, Telegram, Facebook, if you're still venturing on that forbidden world. Uh, <laughs> email, text, smoke signals, Morse code, you know, unless or if you're Tesla sending out frequencies out in outer space to God only knows what out there. Share it far and wide, please, okay? I will never, never, ever, ever try to solicit donations from, from you guys because I like doing this for you, like completely out of my own like heart and my own time. I like doing this. Um, at some point, yeah, I want to make, maybe sell some merchandise just to get the branding out there, but it's not to really, you know, make a ton of money. Again, I don't know where this is going to go. I'm going to leave that up to God, but for right now and for, for quite a time going forward, this is just going to be just me, the mic. And honestly, I do this for my own self too. I like doing this. I like talking scripture and reading it. It really helps me out too. So anyway, that's all we got for the day. It is again, June 1st, 2022. We're pretty much in summer, I would say. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. See, what's tomorrow? Thursday. So tomorrow we will, we will have another 1% or less with him, possibly his hardline quick look. And then Friday, we will have Donna Brandenburg back um, discussing how, you know, her journey of what's going on with uh, her battle with the Supreme Court uh, or, you know, her battle with the Bureau of Elections, because I guess she's going to the Supreme Court. Uh, to fight that. And I guess there's a deadline of June 3rd to get, you know, get this fight situated, but she's got a few different courses of, uh, re, you know, actions of recourse to get her name back on the ballot. Um, so she's going to discuss that a little further in detail um, on Friday at 8 a.m. And we're going to be having these discussions every Friday at 8 a.m. But she's the woman, I'm going to tell you right now, she's not the savior, of course, of the nation or the state of Michigan, but I will say she will play a very pivotal part in uh, the state of Michigan's history and the United States of America and the history there going forward. I mean, we are really in very exciting times and biblical times too at that. And she is a woman of God. She believes in Jesus Christ and she centers God around all that she does. So I think that's very important to have in a leader when it comes to, you know, uh, any leader in our nation, right? doesn't matter what office they hold or what office that they're appointed to. God has to come first all the time. So... That's all I got. I will stop jabbering. I will end this in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this beautiful day for our families, for our children, our spouses, if we have spouses, or we just thank you if we're just by ourselves, right? If you're listening to this and you're by yourself, we thank you for the good health and the home that you provide us and the food and our cupboards that give us the nourishment. Thank you for the gift of work and an able body to do that work. 
I know oftentimes we sometimes complain about our jobs and the hours we have to put in and sometimes the people we have to deal with. But you know what? I think I'd rather deal with all of those troubles and, and you know, and pains of life, if you will, than to starve and to be homeless and to be alone and not have the creature comforts of life that really, you know, that really make life easier. So we thank you for all those things, even though we don't deserve them. We really are a wealthy nation. We just have to realize it. We have to realize it. And we do need to get you recognized as the God at the top of the throne in this nation. So we pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I do apologize when a little long. I know 1% is about 15 minutes, when almost 25 minutes. Sometimes just if I get on one, I'm just going to get going. So, you know, I just I just kind of flow with it. So I hope you all have a blessed day and a uh, great night. Sweet dreams or good morning if you're listening to this somewhere on the other side of the world. And so I hope you have a good afternoon, good morning, or good evening wherever you're at. And uh, again, Always invite Christ in your heart on a daily basis. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. I want to say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with Him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.